Finley's Thoughts is brought to you via Anchor.fm. You can find us here, you can listen to previous podcast episodes, but you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and other places. Also, we want your opinion. Send us an email at finleysthoughts at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at, at finleysthoughts. I know he'd appreciate it. How do I know that? Because it's me. This is Finley, and you're listening to Finley's Thoughts. It's a beautiful Saturday, May 12th, 2018. As I sit here and record this, this is your host, Finley, and welcome to Finley's Thoughts. And it's the first Saturday in a little over nine months where I didn't work the morning of it as part of my normal schedule. And um, instead, I, of course, worked days all week for the first time in nine months. And so when I woke up this morning, and I woke up fairly late for me, it was peaceful, I was relaxed, and I was calm. Now you have to understand, this is kind of a new thing for me again. I haven't had the luxury of a full night's rest on a Friday night very often in the last 10 years. You can actually count, I would say, the number of times, not on one hand, not on all hands and fingers, uh, and, and toes and whatnot, but it's a small count, in other words, comparatively speaking. And so that level of comfort, of relaxation and peace, it's wonderful. You gotta, you gotta understand, it's truly wonderful. And as a result, when I woke up, I was in a good mood, I was happy, I was at peace. I slowly woke up alongside my bride who lay there and got up to take care of the dog. It's her dog originally. I've, I've been co-owner slash co-fur baby parent for about a few years now. Wonderful dog. An older dog. One who's going to be 11 this year. And... She's still playful, still active. Got some gray on the muzzle, of course. And as I lay there, I heard the dog come back into the room and lay next to us on her beanbag bed, which is legitimately, and I'm not kidding here, a six and a half foot long, large beanbag bed that she has right next to ours. This dog sleeps in the lap of friggin' luxury. And I lay there, and I saw her laying next to me. I knew that this is something that is nice, that is peaceful, and it probably isn't going to be around for a great many years uh, late beyond this. Harley's a wonderful dog. I love this dog. I didn't at first, I'm not going to lie to you. And as we were driving around today, because Jill and I, that's my wife's name is Jill, um, as Jill and I were driving around after lunch, 
I mentioned to her that I kind of looked at things for our next dog. And this, this is admitting a couple of different things. Number one, that I've fully acclimated myself to being a dog owner. Number two, that I understand that my time with our dog is finite. There will come a rough day at some point. And at number three, I'm willing to have another pet after this. That wasn't always the case. It certainly wasn't always the case before Harley. So this episode, I want to talk about that. I wanted to kind of give you my history of pets because it's a long history with a huge gap in the middle of it. And I want to talk to you why I wasn't a dog owner person for a long time. And it starts with Schmitty. <laughs> Schmitty was a wonderful little dog. She was a German schnauzer that we had back in the 80s when I was just a little kid. And I remember this dog was happy, playful, wonderful, and disappeared. That's not even a joke, folks. The first dog that I remember owning, I remember it disappearing one day while we were on vacation. And this isn't one of those, oh, it went to the farm kind of situations that everybody knows, you know. It wasn't a situation where the dog died. It legitimately was gone. From what we understand, we had the dog with food. Somebody was coming over to take care of it, feed it, give it water. And one day, she got out of the cage. He got out of the cage, I should say. Schmitty was a boy. We never saw Schmitty again. And that's a shame. We had a succession of dogs after that. And unfortunately, we also had the distinct disadvantage of living next to a highway. I'm not going to go into what happened too much, but suffice it to say, we didn't have dogs that died due to old age. I wish I could be... Um, better about that but it is the truth and for a long time we knew that any pet that we had was not going to last forever and it wasn't because of anything we did necessarily the dogs would get out they'd get in the road and we did our best and for a while we we just didn't have dogs we kept ourselves with inside dogs at best or if we had an outside dog we'd have it in a cage in a fenced-in area I should say that that's a more appropriate phrasing it wasn't really a cage per se and then one day my mother decided that she wanted to have an inside dog a little inside dog and that dog stayed with us for 11 years and in the next segment, you're going to learn all about Sophie, here on Finley's Thoughts. When you're a kid, you grow up and you want pets. Most kids did anyway. And you know, most of us want a dog or a cat or something along those lines. Some of us want a fish. Some of us want an iguana, snakes, what have you. But most of us grow up wanting a dog. 
And the reason you want a dog is because a dog is the friend that you know will always love you. You know will always be there for you. And will always protect you. That is not the kind of dog I had for most of my youth. Instead, I had Sophie. My mother decided in 1990 that she wanted to have a dog around the house. She didn't want a big dog. She wanted one that would know to stay where it needed to stay and would stay near the house. And ultimately, she wanted a dachshund. And not like a big dachshund, but a miniature dachshund. And that's where Sophie came from. We got her as a puppy. She was just a few weeks old when she came to the house. And I'll never forget how small she was as a puppy. I remember how big she got, and she didn't get very big. She was maybe a foot long. No, a little longer than that by the uh, uh, last that I saw her. Maybe a little bit longer, 16, 16, 17 inches maybe. But she was a small dog. She was short. And she loved us. She did. She was a wonderful dog in that regard. Absolutely loved us. And we would feed Sophie. We would take care of her. She was around during some of the leaner years. But we still made sure she had food in her bowl, water in her bowl was taken care of and Sophie had a couple of litters um, we bred her with um, a friend's purebred dachshund as well and those dogs got spread out so she's got grand dogs and great grand dogs out there probably at this point and Sophie did well for herself. She would lick my feet all the time, or my hand. If I'm laying there on the couch, she would climb up on the couch, which was funny as hell because she was stubby and short, but she'd get up on the couch and she'd just lick my hand. I thought it was cute. And um, she stayed with us while I stayed at the house. And ultimately, when I left, and my mother moved into an assisted living home because at that point she couldn't take care of herself, Sophie was given to another person. She was 11 at that point, so advanced age. Um, she lived with someone else for the last period of her life. I would love to be able to tell you how long she lived. I'd love to be able to tell you what happened to her. I wish I knew. Unfortunately, I don't even know where she ended up. And that's a shame. Now, at the time, I did not have the capability to take care of her. I just didn't. Otherwise, I would have. And not having that capability contributed to a long, long 
drought that I had in terms of owning a pet. When I moved to Austin the first time, I decided ultimately I, I thought about what, maybe having a pet at some point, but I just didn't have the money for it. I barely had the money to take care of me, much less take care of a puppy or a dog. And so that was the first reason. Then I started making more money. And at that point, the excuse was, well, I live in an apartment. And I don't have the capability of just, you know, taking her out all the time, things like that. And not only that, I'm not going to pay the pet deposit and a higher rent just to have a dog. I'll be fine. I'll get a dog eventually. That became the excuse for the longest time. And then I met my bride. And more importantly, I met our dog. Now, Harley was only five years old when I met her. And at that point, she had been living in the country her entire life. She had a, a sister of sorts, an adopted dog of Jill's sisters named Bagheera and Bagheera and Harley kind of hated each other but it was like a Cold War hatred it was a detente of sorts they never really overtly went after each other or anything like that but at the same time it was clear that Harley annoyed the snot out of Bagheera and Bagheera was more than happy to play the victim because it meant she got more attention. And so Harley would want some attention at that point, and it, the cycle would continue. Now, I met these two the first time I went to my wife's home. She lived with her parents for most of her life until she moved in with me. And it was a wonderful area, 20 acres or so of land um, spread out. And she pretty much had the run of the area. A lot of woods, a lot of just open space for her to play. And it was great. And anytime I'd visit there, Harley would inevitably get in the bed. <laughs> now, you have to understand, I'm not used to having a person in the bed next to me at this point, much less a person and a dog. And so to get used to that took some time and I never quite did as far as having Harley in the bed with us. Um, I also had to get used to the idea that dogs have no problem at all destroying their toys. Now, you're listening to a collector, folks, and the idea of destroying the stuff that I have collected over the years, it's anathema to me. It just doesn't, doesn't work. Harley goes through a toy about once every few months. And once every few months, we have to go to PetSmart or something like that to find the toy that's going to last. This one will last for a while. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Dogs go through toys. This is a rule. It is a fact of life. And if you can't accept that, you're not a dog person. Well, I'm a dog person. Because I've gone and bought toys for Harley. 
thinking, oh, she'll love this. When my wife moved in with me for the first few months that we lived here, we did not have Harley with us. The reasoning was very simple. We lived in an apartment, a very small apartment. Point of fact, Harley was only there once. And that was when she and I were cleaning up the apartment for the last time to finish out the lease. And she went up there, and we gave her some water. She just kind of laid there calmly while I finished the last bit of cleaning up around the apartment. And then we packed her, and we brought her to her new home. And for the last two years, this has been Harley's home. And we'll talk more about that in the next segment. You're listening to Finley's Thoughts. now I've lived in my house um, it's been a fast two years in fact and for that entire time save for a couple of weeks at the very beginning Harley's lived here with us and the reason why it took a couple of weeks was because we wanted to get the house ready for her and we hadn't had a chance to go up and get her when we did and she rode in the back of the Jeep which is what I owned at the time we got her to the house, and my wife calmly walked her to the door and said, This is home. This is home. And Harley kind of trepidatiously stepped inside, looked around, walked the house, and immediately found her room. Now, her room is the room that is in the southeast corner of the house. It is currently our roommate's room, and has been since October of that same year. The reason it was her room was because she could lay in the sun through the window for most of the day and just relax. Now, this was great for her. And when the roommate moved in, Harley made it very clear, oh, you're here for now, but this is my room. Point of fact, we have a door frame uh, where the molding around it needs to be replaced because Harley one day tried to get into the room, could not get in, and scratched the door frame and the sheetrock so much that she tore holes in the sheetrock and tore the door frame uh, molding off. Now, Jill's father, who is a master of all trades, was able to patch the wall, but we still have to fix the frame. And we're going to. We are. But, ultimately, Harley's room was usurped by the roommate. But that was okay. Because, as you see, Harley has her own kingdom here in the house. She's got her living room spot, which is her cushion behind our couch, where she can lay and look in the kitchen or look out around us 
Occasionally, she will move herself into the main part of the living room, see me sitting in my easy chair, and whine ever so softly as she puts a paw up. Please, sir, can I sit in your lap? This is a recliner, by the way. Yes, Harley, you can sit in my lap. Come on up. And she does, and she is not a small dog, about 45 pounds. And she paws her way on up, which is great until she sees something that takes her attention. At which point, and forgive me, there's no other way to put this, my crotch becomes a launch pad for the dog as she pushes off, and I lay there silently cursing the day I decided that I like to use the things that she just stomped. Now, she also has the couch. Now, Harley had both couch reigned in for her at the house she was living at before. She's not allowed to get on the leather couch, which is not a big deal because the leather couch is not going to remain here for that much longer. We're giving it to our roommate for free when he moves out in a couple of months. What is going to happen, though, is that she will continue to sit on the red couch. We have a red fabric couch that I got for free years ago off of Craigslist. Um, she sits on that all the time. And then there's our bedroom. Now, in our bedroom, Harley has her beanbag couch. I call it that is a literal six-and-a-half-foot overstuffed beanbag chair that Harley sits in for her sleeping and lays in. And she's developed her little her little groove, if you will. It's kind of Harley cratered so that she's got her spot to rest in, nestled. We put a blanket on top of her so she can sleep comfortably. She knows that if I'm in bed, she's not supposed to get in the bed. She'll get in there when my wife's in there alone. And whenever I was working during the uh, night and sleeping during the day, my wife would often have Jill, uh, Harley laying there in the bed with her because she's used to it. She got accustomed to it, you see. And so the last two years, I have completely adjusted from I don't know that I'll ever own a dog to, well, we got to make sure Harley's taken care of when we go on this trip and so forth. We're lucky we have a roommate who can help take care of her when we're not around. And we have friends who have dogs at her, um, thankfully. And all of this is with the knowledge and the understanding that in a few years, we won't have her with us. Harley's a wonderful dog and a sweet dog, but she's an older dog. And so part of me knowing that I was going to have a dog was also knowing that at some point I wasn't going to have a dog again and that it was not going to be by choice. I'll miss this dog when that happens. It is not something that I look forward to. My wife will take it hard. I know that. I will take it hard. And there will probably be a little while where we don't have a pet. But we will get another. Now, I was talking to my wife today about that. And I looked online and I said, you know, I think I might want to get a golden retriever one day. My wife looked at me like I'd had a third leg growing out of my side or something. I said, you know those are active dogs, right? And I said, well, not, you know, I looked on the website for the kennel, American Kennel Club, and they said it would be a good one. You know those are big dogs, right? Not that big, according to the website. 
you understand you're going to have to walk this dog quite a bit. And I said, okay. And so my wife looks at me and she says, look, I'll tell you what. If you're willing to walk the dog once or twice a day, yeah, we can look at getting a retriever. And I'll be honest with you, it's a possibility, but we'll see. I also was kind of like a small dog, personally. I had a dachshund for 11 years. I wouldn't mind owning one again, but dachshunds, it turns out, are kind of stupid. I know this from my sister, who owned two of them at one point. And those dogs are dumber than dirt. Well, one of them is no longer with us, unfortunately. One of them developed a disease that uh, was not able to recover from. The other one is still dumber than dirt. So I don't think I'm going to get a dachshund, but I do think I'd still maybe want a small dog. And that's kind of where my brain's at on it. Which eliminates <laughs> a retriever, admittedly. Um, and so now the kind of the, the thought process continues on. But I know this. I'm willing to have a dog again. And I'm willing to go through the process of raising the dog, training the dog, taking care of it loving it. I kind of joked with my wife earlier, you know, honey, I'm glad we don't have kids because that means I don't have to run out to the store last minute to buy you flowers for Mother's Day. And my wife looked at me and said, but but I am a mom. I have a fur baby. And you have to understand, when my wife's joking, it's not a fur baby, it's a fur baby. She does that. She loses her consonants, as I say. And so I said, but are you a parent to that dog? Well, yeah. Does the state legally recognize you as the parent of the dog? We live in Austin. I'm pretty sure the answer is yes to that. And I laughed at that. And I said, honey, you're, you're not a parent. You're an owner. And she hit me on the arm. Playfully, don't worry. She didn't bruise anything. As pale as I am, it would have taken not that much effort, but still. But the point of it all is, I'm a dog person. And I didn't think I was. It's kind of nice to know that. And so with that thought, I leave you with this episode. But uh, I'll be back again next week. And I look forward to talking to you then. You know how to find me, at Finley's Thoughts. I apologize for you hearing that cough just now, but I just recorded nine and a half minutes and I'm not going to eliminate a whole thing for a cough at that point. But again, you can find me at Finley's Thoughts on Twitter, finleysthoughts at gmail.com. Share the word, share the love. Uh, those of you who tuned in after the ad on the morning stream, thank you very much. Trust me, I'll be a little more professional in the ending next time again. But uh, until then, folks... This has been Finley's Thoughts. This is Finley. I'm out.